That's great. We're, we're all privileged. If, if we uh, belong to Christ, we all are privileged. That's right. But I get the yeah. extra privilege now getting to be with you two guys. So yeah, this is great. Yeah, no, we're thankful and appreciate you and your ministry. And we pray for uh, BBC uh, North and BBC South. And man, what a blessing to be sister churches and brothers in the Lord and comrades, Amen. right? For Christ, Amen. right? Going in the same direction and able to help our churches and one another be encouraged in these difficult days with truth. Yeah, right? yeah. So I just am thankful for you and, and excited for you to share, you know, truth <laughs> in this matter. So, uh, yeah. So this is this, our podcast is all about the truth and we, right. we're, we know you're going to bring it. So yeah, uh, yeah I'll, I'll let buddy podcast, right? Yeah. Truth I mean, talks. that's all we have to talk about. I figure there's nothing else worth talking about. Other than that's right. That's right. Right. So. This is Truth Talks. Welcome back, everyone, to the Truth Talks podcast. I'm your host, Buddy Boone. I am here today with the pastor of Bellcroft Bible Church. His name is Matt White. How you doing today, sir? Really well and excited to have a special guest with us today. Awesome. Yeah. I was asking how you were doing, Matt, and I, I wanted to introduce a special guest, and I wanted it to be a surprise, but that's okay. I know how it is. This is your, this is your, this is your brother in Christ. This is your friend, and you are, you know, you do that. You jump ahead of me sometimes as uh, as being the host, but I get it. I understand. This this is excitement. I, I understand. I don't know what I was supposed to do on this podcast. You, you <laughs> you're supposed to tell me every step of the way, brother. Look, I, I need all kinds of help. I thought I learned you enough that what you're no. supposed to do. No. No, we're just getting started. Okay, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Well, uh, as uh, Pastor White has uh, let the uh, pastor, I can't call you Pastor White. I'm sorry, <laughs> Pastor Matt. <laughs> pastor Matt is uh, has has already alluded to. We have a special guest with us today. Uh, he is actually the pastor of Baltimore Bible Church. His name is George Lawson. How you doing today, sir? Doing well. And, and you can call me Pastor Black if you want to. Just bounce it off. Pastor White and Pastor Black. Oh, man. <laughs> what do we have in store for this podcast here? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, so let me, a side note. Uh, uh, pastor Black, I have <laughs> I have another Pastor White that, I, that used to be my pastor in the past. That's why I can't call Matt. Pastor uh, White. Yeah, okay, I get it now. So I call him Matt. I call him Pastor Matt. You know, I just can't call him Pastor White. But the fact that you want me to now call you Pastor Black is one hundred percent hilarious, and I probably will call you that from now on, just so that All right, you know, there you go. just just to make the distinction there. And uh, I'm glad that this podcast is in black and white. So, yeah, that's right. so we actually are going to uh, have a conversation today, and this is kind of a special uh, thing that we are doing today because we're over Zoom, as you can probably hear. Uh, but I want to uh, kind of bring up a few things that, one, in the, pa the past week has been a roller coaster for uh, the, the world, and especially the United States. Uh, last week, um, at the, the recording of this uh, podcast, uh, we had, excuse me, a uh, gentleman by the name of George Floyd uh, died at the hands, uh, and this is all allegedly by a uh, police officer and uh I, and I say allegedly because we don't know the truth right now there's been you know back and forth of you know he died of drug overdose and then he died of uh the police officer's uh knee in his in his back we we don't know 
Only God knows. But what we do know is the unrest that has come from this and uh, the depravity of man that has been shown uh, in that. So what we want to do is kind of talk through a few things. And uh, I would say that my first question, and I have a, a series of questions I just want to ask and just make it a little easier. Uh, and either one of you will be able to answer this, probably uh, uh, George, because Matt seems to be eating a sandwich. Uh, how do we look at the situation with George Floyd uh, biblically? And that's a very general question, so you can answer it generally. You can answer it, you know, directly with one or two things, however you'd like to do it. Yeah, well, uh, uh, first of all, thanks for, for having me on. I uh, definitely have a love for uh, Pastor White, Pastor Matt White, a <laughs> uh, good friend, and uh, love that brother, and I uh, love the church, Belcroft Bible Church. And uh, um, uh, so definitely want to thank you guys for uh, for having, having me on. And mm-hmm. I think the discussion is an important one, and uh, I think it's an important one for the church to be having. And uh, one of the reasons why I think it's important for us to be having this conversation is uh, because we're the only ones who can truly give a biblical perspective uh, to all that's going on. Hmm. Uh, scripture lets us know that um, uh, we've been given everything that we need for life and godliness uh, through God's word. In uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and uh, 16 and 17, it speaks about all scripture being inspired of God and profitable for teaching reproof correction, training, and righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. Mm-hmm. So, so God has actually given us what we need in order to deal with these kinds of questions. You know, actually, you know, Scripture tells us that all the treasures of wisdom are hidden in Christ. All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge mm-hmm. are in Christ, you know, in Colossians. So uh, I do think that it's a conversation that we as believers uh, need to have. Uh, so, uh, uh, so definitely grateful for that the opportunity to, to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say that one of the ways that we need to look at this, um, this death is, uh, uh, first of all, just to be saddened by the loss of life. And uh, scripture makes it clear that we're, we're all made in the image of God. You know, Genesis chapter one, verse 26 mm-hmm. says, you know, let us make man in, in our image. So we're, we're made in the image of, of God. And uh, death was not part of the original design for man, the original right. plan for man. It's uh, because of sin uh, that the death is spread uh, to all of humanity, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I really believe that that it should grieve us. We should we should groan. I mean, it's kind of like the groaning of all of creation that things aren't right, mm. uh, that, that the way that this world is not right, and uh, and I, I think that in the in the midst of all that, so there's this this grief and sadness over the whole situation, over the uh, the way that the officer uh, responded and, and acted. Um, uh, so there's there's a lot to be be saddened about, even. You know all of the unrest that's uh, uh, that's kind of spiraled out of control in many cities mm-hmm. as a result of that. You know we look at that and our hearts grieve over that. But I think that one thing that uh, people aren't talking about, and, and and this is really for me, I think the, uh, the the greatest grief and should be the greatest grief to all believers is that this is a man who had an eternal soul. Right. Yeah. And let's not just say had; it's has mm-hmm. an eternal soul that will spend eternity in one of two places. And uh, in the midst of all the, the grief and, and sadness, that's that's really the thing that, that grieves me most. It's it's for for that man as an individual, knowing that he has an eternal soul, and and really for for believers, we should we should all be concerned most about eternal suffering. And mm-hmm. and and I'm not saying that the death isn't tragic. I'm not saying that at all. The death is tragic. Tragic. We should grieve over that. But as as believers, like is is that is that all that we see? Mm-hmm. Are are we are we so? Are we so focused on like just what's immediate that we don't see beyond what's immediate in front of our face is to think through like, well, yes, this death is tragic. We need to acknowledge that. But but if, if that's all that I stop at and, and, and sadly, 
for some believers, that's that's all that they want to see is I want to see justice, you know, in these communities. I want to see justice for George Floyd. Right. Uh, but but yet we don't look beyond that and say that this is a person who had an eternal soul. And and what I need to be most exercised about and most grieved about um, is uh, where did this man land for 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 eternity? And and really, I believe that the gospel really needs to come to bear in, in all of these discussions and that we need to be able to pull people back towards towards that. Uh, mm-hmm. to talk about uh, eternal matters as well as you know some of the uh, the temporal matters as well but uh, as believers we we have a we have a bigger story to, to talk about uh, and we need to make sure that that's being included in our conversation so uh mm-hmm. so yes as, as a believer i'm saddened by it i'm saddened by it, a lot of the results of it uh it was it was it was difficult to even watch uh the the full video it was it was it was heart-wrenching to, to watch that uh so so yes that's it's it's sad it's grievous you know, the Bible lets us know in uh, Psalm 97 that we should hate evil, hate evil, you who love the Lord. Mm-hmm. So we should hate evil wherever we see it. Um, but beyond that, we also need to go to, okay, well, what's the solution? And uh, the solution isn't just going to be, let's let's make sure that, you know, justice is seen everywhere in our society. Uh, we understand that the solution is only going to come from Christ and through the gospel. So I, I really pray that as believers, that, um, that that's a message that people are hearing consistently from, from us. Uh, so uh, that's, that's how, I, how I look at it. Yeah, I can see why you and Matt are uh, are, are close because you answer the questions just like Matt answers the questions. Uh, a lot of scripture and a lot of words, which is what we need. We need words with scripture, and you were using not just your own personal wisdom, but you're using the wisdom of the 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 Bible, which far outweighs everything. And I and I appreciate that. And uh, you know, I've heard you preach before, but you just literally just went kind of off the cuff and just kind of, you know, shared, uh, shared, you know, your feelings. Um, and, but it was not feelings that were, that were reckless feelings where, you know, you would, you know, say, well, this is just how I feel. It's like, I feel this way because of what scripture says. And I, I really appreciate that. And I will say that that is something that is not happening right now a lot of people are just kind of just saying well this is how i feel this is where you know where where it should be and and that question that you brought up of you know or the the saying i want justice um i was i was sharing you with you before we got online um when we start before we started recording that i went to your website which is baltimorebiblechurch.org and uh you have a pdf on there that says no justice no peace and i stopped on that one particular uh graphic that says we want justice or do we question mark. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, uh, if you keep going on that, you will know why this is a very good PDF to read because it is uh, extremely helpful to get the biblical perspective. And, you know, like I said, I appreciate uh, that being the case um, that, that you are actually coming from the perspective of the Bible uh, versus, you know, using your uh, ethnicity as, as they would call it, or, uh, right. your background, you know, you were strictly coming from the word. So I appreciate that. And now I want to talk to the West Virginian about this to see, uh, what he has to say. And I, and I already know that it's not going to be because he's from West Virginia and yeah. grew up around, you know, all types of, uh, country stuff. It's, it's basically from the word of God, right? Yeah. Because if I define justice, in my ethnicity, it's going to be along the lines of a Colt 45. <laughs> 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 yeah. The sawed off. Yeah, yeah, the sawed off 12 gauge. So you don't even want to go down where where I'm from. But no, absolutely. Right. I think 
I think George, you know, nailed it from scripture and the cross, uh, the cross of Christ is the placard of justice, right? It is mm-hmm. the, it is the place where justice was ultimately met and where grace was ultimately given, right? That reality is, is paramount when you move forward in talking about this, not minimizing the present pain or even the present issue of, of the government's role in this based upon God's design to bring, you know, a, a sense of justice, though we, we even know that is incomplete, right, eternally, and even inaccurate completely because man is sinful. So not denying any of that, and that's a, those are all good things to talk about. But George is right. We miss, we miss the primary point of discussion when we get it into emotions, when we get it into uh, ethnicity discussions, and we take the gospel out of it. You're done. You're done. You're done out of the realm of wisdom. You're now in the realm of emotions. And uh, I would take what George said and go even further, which th- no one, no one said this. I haven't heard anybody talk about this yet. And this, like George, saddens me. Not only did uh, Mr. Floyd, not only does he have an eternal soul, but so do those four police officers, yeah, right? Yep. And what they did is appalling. And I'm, and I'm, and that's like nice way to say it, right? Mm-hmm. In the sight of God, what they did, the Bible says, is an abomination. So yeah. I'm not minimizing their sin, and they need to be held to justice. And that justice very well uh, could lead to the death penalty, mm-hmm. which is biblical and which is even even uh, in, in our land is, is right uh, along certain guidelines. So I'm not denying that. I'm not minimizing their sin and, and giving them a way out at all. It, like George said, the fear of the Lord is the hatred of evil, mm-hmm. right? right? And I mean, it, it makes me sick just talking about it. However, the love of Christ, right, covers, <laughs> covers a multitude of sins. Mm-hmm. And, our, and our understanding of the grace of God should break our heart for watching that man who can snuff out the life of another human being with when other people are there clamoring for him to stop mm. just shows how deeply uh, ensnared in sin that that man and all those other men around him are. And the only hope for him in not seeing eternal damnation with eternal judgment is for somebody to bring the gospel to him and the Holy spirit to bring regeneration. Yeah. I mean, that should be, first and foremost, on our heart long-term for that man. Mm-hmm. Because apart from that, he has no hope. Yeah. And, and, and there are levels of, of judgment in hell, right? And mm-hmm. uh, we know that. And uh, men like that, the, you know, the Lord reserves the hottest part of hell for people like that. And that, that, should, pro- that should provoke us even further, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so, yeah, I'm uh, totally totally with my brother yeah and i and this this next question actually is a um just goes right along the lines of that because of the you know this is something that i've seen happen um this whole situation a lot something happens where there's a white cop involved and a black cop involved and then uh everybody is up in arms and the black lives matter uh uh, Mm -hmm. posters come out and you know the hashtags and everything like that um as far as this, I mean, this is, you know, whether you believe it or not, um, you, well, whether you use the Black Lives Matter hashtag or not, I mean, what is the biblical response uh, to that whole movement? Um, and when something like this, it's two questions. When something like this happens, you know, you mentioned that, you know, we are to, you know, focus on 
uh, the souls of the the individuals involved. But uh, it's a twofold question: when black li- when when this happens, Black Lives Matter. What what is our biblical response to this movement? But also, what is our biblical response to uh, these type of situations when they arise? Yeah. So uh, uh, so one thing, just to get it out the way up front, uh, there's only one race. The, the human race. Amen. Uh, so, uh, so regardless of how much melanin you have in your skin, um, we've all been created, like I said, in the, in the image of, of God. Um, so that's right off the bat that, you know, uh, from, from one man, you know, God made, you know, uh, all men over in uh, Acts chapter uh, 17. I'll just go ahead and, and read it real quick. So should Acts, I, uh, so should I call you Pastor High Melanin from now on? Pastor High Melanin works too. Okay. Uh, Acts, <laughs> Acts 17, uh, it says uh, in verse 26, and he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined their appointed times and the boundaries of their, their habitation. Uh, sometimes I, uh, I look at all these, uh, uh, you know, websites that, you know, ancestry.com and, you know, people are trying to trace their, their mm-hmm. ancestry back. Mm-hmm. Eventually, like if they go back far enough, they're going to realize that everybody's connected to two parents. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's all going to come back to Adam and Eve, you know, mm-hmm. uh, if you go back far enough. So, so we're, we're all family in that sense. We're all part of the human race. We all share the, the, the same uh, issues. Um, so uh, yes, there's um, uh, there, there are uh, ethnicities, you know, uh, the Greek term ethnos, you know, it speaks about the different nations and nationalities, things like that. Uh, you have uh, Paul in the, uh, the book of Romans chapter nine, where he's, speaks about his kinsmen according to the flesh so mm-hmm. you know he had a particular affection for the jewish people and uh, wanting to see them saved even to the point where he could wish himself accursed uh separated from christ for his kinsmen according to the flesh so uh so it's not to say that you know we don't have you know certain things in common with other people and that we don't have a special affection in our heart for you know our family and those that are closer to us uh but bottom line we're all part of the same human race we've all been created out of you know from all come down the line from the, the same man uh, Adam. So that's, that's one thing that I would say just up front, we're all part of the same race. We're all part of the human race. And I say for believers, it's particularly important for believers uh, to recognize where their identity is found. Mm-hmm. And uh, for, for believers, uh, we're, we're not defined primarily by our ethnicity. Uh, we're defined primarily by Christ. <laughs> Christ right. is our main identification. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, uh, remember, there's uh, this one uh, story in, in history about uh, somebody who was being persecuted for his faith. And every time they asked him, you know, who are you? He identified himself. I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. Like I belong to Christ. That's that's who we belong to. We are identified with Christ. Uh, Galatians uh, 2.20, you know, uh, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Uh, so, uh, so I'm identified with him and, uh, Colossians chapter three and verse four, it says, you know, Christ who is our life, you know, Jesus Christ is our life. Uh, Philippians one, you know, 21, where it uh, says that, you know, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Like my life is Christ. Like my life is identified with him. So as, as believers, our primary identification is Jesus Christ. Like that is my primary identification. Right. Yes, I might be part of a certain ethnic background and have certain things in common with other people, but my primary identification is with uh, with Jesus Christ. So um, I think with the the, the Black Lives Matter uh, movement, that unfortunately, what's uh, uh, what's been done and um, 
you know, I'm, I'm not going to try to judge all the motives for, for why things like that start and, and uh, um, you know, the background for, for all of that. Um, but but I, I will say that, that what it's done is it's divided people, um, not only in society, but I'd say even in the church, uh, which is, uh, I think, some of the, the some of the most tragic fallout from from all of this. Um, so if it, if it was just about like life matters, <laughs> if, if that was the hashtag that life matters, you know, sign me up, I'll, I'll wear a shirt, life matters. You know, uh, we've all been created by God, life matters. It's actually a good idea. Of course, of course <laughs> black lives matter. I mean, it doesn't matter the color of the skin, but like when you kind of put that to the forefront, mm -hmm. you know, black lives matter and you make it, you know, primarily about the, the skin tone and how much melanin is in your skin. Now, now you're making qualifications where scripture doesn't. And, um, hmm. yeah, it's, it's just like, like even looking for, for, for justice, you know, um, and you know, I know we'll talk about this a little bit later on, but, but justice doesn't have qualifiers. It's just justice. And, and when you start talking about justice, now you're automatically in a theological category. You're talking about an attribute of God. Hmm. And, and what does God say about justice? He is a God who does not show partiality. Yep. As, as soon as I start like, you know, trying to elevate this group and, you know, well, what you've done and, you know, even like the example that you brought up earlier that, you know, uh, somebody has to apologize to me for sins that their grandparents did and, <laughs> you know, kind of like bow down. It's like, what, what in the world are you thinking? Mm -hmm. Like, 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 where does this stop? <laughs> so, so as, 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 you know, I, and I've done a little bit of reading and kind of checking on things and it's, it's just, it just boggles my mind. Like, like what is the end game? Because the, like what people think is the end is not the end. There's always something else. There's always another offense. There's always something else that this person has done. That person has done. I thought this should have happened. That should have happened. Like, like there's, it, it's not like a monolithic movement. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I think even when you look at that as well, that, you know, uh, different people who are part of that movement, they're, they're not even all saying the same thing or that they want the same results from what they're doing. It's, yep. it's, it's so distorted. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, there, there might be people that say, you know, Hey, I, I just want to, you know, bring attention to certain injustices in, in my community. And and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that to, to say, Hey, like, you know, in my community, these things are unjust and I want to bring attention to that. That's totally fine. But, but now when like this movement is created and it's primarily about the, the skin color, like, like that's where, where it's, it's left the, it's left the tracks, you know, that the train has left the tracks. I can't, I can't like get onto this train anymore. Cause I have no idea where this is headed. Hmm. If it was just about justice. Yeah. Like, let's talk about that. We can go to scripture, you know, chapter verse, talk about justice. God is a God of justice. Um, but if, if we start getting off onto, you know, this life and that life and, you know, because of your skin tone, you've got to apologize to me for what you've done. It's, it's just a train wreck. Uh, so, um, Unfortunately, you know, like I said, it, it might have started out with just wanting to point out injustices in the community, which which is, is fine. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I would support that, you know, to point out injustice. Like I said, as Christians, we should hate evil. And, you know, uh, when, when evil shows its ugly head, like, hey, this is this is wrong. We, we should we should say that it's wrong and have no problem saying that it's wrong. But when you start dividing people and when you start uh, uh you know, discriminating against people kind of like this reverse discrimination against others. Right. I've also got to say that that's wrong. Yeah. If, if I'm concerned about justice, I've got to be concerned about justice across the board. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't just be concerned about justice for this person and that person, but leave others out of the equation. Like if I'm concerned about justice, I've got to be consistent. Mm -hmm. And and that's all, all I'm asking for is like, let's just be consistent. We want to talk about justice. Great. 
but let's be consistent about it. Hmm. So um, um, that's probably more than, than what you were looking for. But anyway, it's, it's, it's never more than what I'm looking for. I, I, I've, you've had two responses on this podcast and each one of them have been absolutely amazing. So I just let you talk. I just, just like how I do Matt. I just, just keep talking. Just whatever you want to do. The truth talking, the truth going to talk. And I just let you talk. It doesn't matter to me. Matt, did you have something you want to add it? You wanted to add to that or. No, other than just, uh, it's hard to add to George at all, but uh, I would only take away. I'm sure. But (laughs) the the reality is anytime an unregenerate person. And I, and I do believe in a, in a segment of the black lives matter movement i I do believe and i do give uh, the benefit of the doubt that i would even go so far as to say many who are part of that at some point in time probably had a pure motive of trying to right injustices in communities which are legitimate right and even injustices in their own life and all of that but whenever you take unregenerate man Mm -hmm. and try to come up with a plan to deal with the unregenerate heart it's never going to work and it's always going to be it's always going to be captured by another unregenerate man and used right for degenerate purposes mm-hmm. and that's what we see over and over again with movements that in and of themselves could be used for a good purpose but because they're they're driven by man and not by scripture mm-hmm. not by universal truth but by circumstances they always will always end up running off the tracks as, as George said. And that's why if it's not rooted in truth, it's not going to work and it's not going to have uh, the eternal uh, purpose and uh, blessing that we all want. Mm. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) Well, I have to ask this question then because what has been a response to the black lives matters movement is all lives matter. And, uh, I think that that has become a movement as well. Um, what is a is is should there be should that be the response or should it be uh, what what should it be like what should be the response to like so it's like the Black Lives Matter and then all lives matter. Should I respond with hey all lives matter instead of Black Lives Matter? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, and I, and I know that for for many within that movement, that the all lives matter is is inflammatory, you know, uh, because you know what they believe it does is it minimizes um, the the reason for the the Black Lives Matter movement um, uh, because they're trying to address a, a certain particular injustice that they're seeing, and they're trying to draw attention to. So they believe, you know, when you just say all lives matter, it kind of takes you away from you know what they're you know, intent was to, to bring uh, attention uh, to a, a particular segment of, uh, of society. Uh, so, so I would say that, that, the, that the response necessarily for, for me, when it be, um, uh, well, let's just talk about, you know, all lives mattering. I, seriously, um, when somebody, uh, <laughs> you know, mentions this, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter, my question, like, I, I don't want to ask a question instead of making a statement. My question would be why? Exactly. Amen. Amen. Why, why does your life, why, why does black life matter? Or why do all lives matter? Or why do blue lives matter? Why? Why does it matter? Amen. And now we're back into a discussion about who we are as people created in the image of God yep. and that there has been a value that's been assigned to, to mankind because of his creation in the image of God. And as those who recognize that you have a creator, now you have a responsibility to that creator. Yep. And, um, and now we're into a conversation about, about the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
Yep. Uh, so, um, yes, life matters because you've been made in the image of God. And are you using your life for what it was meant for? I love the uh, um, uh, and uh, you have this this one illustration where uh, Jesus is uh, uh, he's kind of being cornered by by people regarding uh, you know paying to Caesar what belongs to Caesar you know uh, mm -hmm. uh, the the um, paying of, of taxes and uh, Jesus says you know give me give me a denarius you know who, whose inscription is on this <laughs> and he, they say Caesar's give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God this this coin bears Caesar's image. Give it to him. It belongs to him. You bear the image of God. Guess wow. who you belong to? Wow. You belong to God. You need to give yourself to God. So I think like once you get into this discussion about, you know, why, why does your life matter? Like, like, like who assigns you value? Why do you, why does your life have value? It's goes back to, to God. And now we're in a conversation about the gospel of Jesus Christ, because you being an image bearer, you have a responsibility to your creator. You belong, you have the image of God on you. Give yourself to God. You belong to him. So, uh, so I, I'd like to just say, why, yeah. why let's, let's get into a discussion about this. Why, why does your life matter? And now let's talk about, about the gospel, you know, lead you right back to the cross. So, uh, so yeah, that, that, that would be my, my response. And, and you know, that, that response is a, uh, is a good response. Uh, I don't have anything to say after that one. Cause, uh, that is probably the best question that I have heard asked in this entire, uh, movement it, it, that would be a great question why do black lives matter wow okay uh i should probably go to the next question and not try to dig too deep because that was yeah i'm a, I t okay so george I, just just so you know this podcast is actually for uh my discipleship that's what this podcast is for so i well, said i'm glad that we could organize this yeah this so great. i'm getting i'm getting double discipleship right now so i'm i, right. I, I, I appreciate it a whole lot okay so uh, this this next question is really uh, I don't know why this question popped up when I was typing out the questions and I, I know the answer to it, but I want to uh, make sure that this is actually, you know, put out there. We had talked about social justice before and you were saying that there is basically no uh, no pronoun to justice or adjective to justice. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. um, what does the Bible say specifically about uh, justice? And uh, well, the question really is, what does the Bible say about social justice? <laughs> so, I mean, you can take that and, and shred the question apart, which is probably what should happen. Um, but it's a it's a weighted question for that fact, because I want to make sure that we are very specific about what is being talked about about social justice and we're not just saying well you know yeah this you know justice is this but social justice is in the bible or is it not and i want to also throw in there and i think this will probably be the same kind of answer uh i've seen and uh one thing that i saw uh this week and i actually uh retweeted it which uh and 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 put it on my instagram which people did not like uh, Daryl Harrison, uh, from the, uh, just thinking podcast. He actually, uh, uh, put up there, put a, put a, uh, matter of fact, I'll read it for you. But when I saw it, I was like, eh, that is, that is really good. But a lot of people just did not like, uh, um, the, the statement. One way to distinguish the biblical gospel from the social gospel is that the social gospel preaches structural transformation that works in society from the outside in, whereas the biblical gospel preaches spiritual transformation that works in society from the inside out. 
And when I when I put that up there, one of the people that responded said, so you don't think that preachers should be preaching about social justice? Does it belong in the pulpit? Um, does social gospel belong in the pulpit? Um, that is pr pretty much the whole, I think that you, you could basically give one answer for all of those, but I want to make sure that, that we're specifically talking about social justice and the social gospel. Either one of you can answer. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So I, I I'll, I'll start and let, let Matt clean up. But, um, so I would, I would say that when we, when we start talking about justice and like I, like I said, um, justice is an attribute of, of God. Um, and we're to imitate God um, in that attribute of, of being being just. You know, we're not to show partiality. Mm -hmm. You know, we're to uh, treat men, you know, equitably. You know, give to people what they're due. Um, so, so we're to imitate God in that attribute of, of justice. It's you know one of the communicable attributes of, of the Lord. So, uh, the Bible lets us know that uh, uh, the God's ways are just. Uh, uh, Isaiah sixty one says that that I, I love justice. Jesus, uh, God talks about saying, "I, the Lord, love justice." Um, like I mentioned uh, earlier, it's, it's in uh, Psalm 97, uh, where it speaks about God as a God of justice. In, a, in verse 2 of Psalm 97, it says, righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Mm -hmm. You know, so when we're, we're thinking about who God is, God is a God of justice, and he expects us to imitate him in that attribute of justice. We're to be, be imitators of God in that respect. So when we're talking about uh, social justice, all I would say is it's, it's, it should just be an application of us being just and regardless of where that takes, it's, it's, it's the application of that, you know, just attribute, you know, being people of justice and I'm going to be just at work. I'm going to be just in my home. I'm going to be just in society. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm in government, I'll be just there. Like wherever I'm found, I'm to be a person of justice. Mm -hmm. um, I'm to be a person who loves justice. So where, where I see justice, like I said, again, you know, whether it's in the home, the school, the neighborhood, you know, uh, uh, the laws that are made when I see just laws, it's like, yes, that's right, because we should desire justice. Mm -hmm. So, um, but, but when, you know, people kind of talk about uh, uh, social uh, justice, and, and that kind of becomes the, uh, the, the, the emphasis. And, and, and here's where, here's where, where, the, where the problem is, because like, when, when we start to look to, like, how, how do we apply this consistently, you know, uh, across, mm -hmm. You know, uh, like, what are we looking for when we say we're, we're looking for social justice? What is it that we're looking for? Mm -hmm. um, as Christians, you know, we should be looking for, you know, laws to be just, for cops to be just, you know, for politicians to be just, for people to be just, like just to wherever, whatever sphere you're in, apply, you know, just living in that situation, you mm -hmm. know, be a person of justice there. Right. But when we're talking about social justice, there's, there's other elements that come in with that that are outside of scripture, mm -hmm. oftentimes outside of scripture when we're talking about social justice and what people are looking for is not just what the Bible is looking for. You know, to, we would just treat people, you know, with, with uh, fairness and equity and with honor and respect. It, it goes beyond that. It's like, no, uh, you actually have to pay me back for, you know, what your ancestors did to me, or you're, you have to, uh, uh, in order to, to really be just, we have to kind of tip the scales. There's too many people of this color in, uh, in this uh, kind of arena. So we need to kind of like balance that out. So so that's justice. It's like, really, is that justice? Yeah. You know, just that we have a representative from each ethnic group and each tribe and every tongue. Like, like that's justice if we can kind of like balance the scales here. 
So, so often when people are talking about social, if it was just justice in society, mm-hmm. you know, like, like, great. Like, I want to see justice. I'm all for justice. But I think it's it's how people are using those terms to, to indicate that they, they're actually wanting something different than justice. And actually, mm-hmm. like, their push for, for, for social justice oftentimes becomes a push for social injustice. That we're, we're not just looking for things to be, you know, fair and equitable. Like, we're looking for certain people to have an advantage or to be paid back for something that other people did and history passed. And it's like, well, what, what is it that you're actually looking for? Hmm. So I, I think that, uh, that oftentimes when we think about, you know, social justice, we really have to understand like, what, what, what is it that we're, what is it that we're after? Hmm. Are we just after like, I just want like straight up and down. What does the Bible teach me to do? How does the Bible teach me to live? Like, I want to, I want to be that. I want to, I want to do that. I want to imitate God in these, these ways. I want to be a person who's who doesn't show partiality, right. you know, that, that I want to, I want to, I, uh, I want to see everybody treated in the, in the same way. Like, is that what we're looking for? Or is it like, no, I, I'm, I'm really about like my particular group and those who are part of, you know, my, you know, uh, particular uh, uh, aspect of society. And that's what I'm trying to, to push forward. Like, is, is that what it's about? Like, is that what you want? And, and, and that's when, when uh, some of this social justice becomes injustice. And it's, it's not just looking at what does the, the Bible say about these things. So, so in, in that respect, I'd say no, like social justice as defined by the culture does not belong in the pulpit. Justice belongs in the pulpit. Social justice, as it's been defined by many people in the culture, doesn't belong in the pulpit. So should we be people who preach righteousness? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I should preach about righteousness. When I see injustice, I should call it injustice. I, I, I call it what it is, right? Right. Like we should be people of truth. Uh, we're not trying to hide the truth, trying to shade the truth. We should be people of truth. But uh, but when I kind of and, and I, I mentioned this to, to Matt earlier, it's like uh, um, what we do is, uh, you know, we pick up uh, Saul's armor and sword to try to fight God's battles. Wow. It's like, like no, pick up, don't, don't pick up Saul's armor to try to fight God's battles. No, go go to get go pick up those five smooth stones over there. You know, like 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 use what the Lord has given you. Don't don't try to pick pick up the world's armor to try to fight God's battles with it. Uh, so picking up this kind of social justice and that I'm going to try to fit that on and we're going to go out and fight Goliath. You are ready to lose. You're, you're setting yourself up for an L <laughs> like, like, like the feet is soon to come. It's like trust in the word of the Lord. I come to you in the name of the Lord, our God, like you scripture, pick up the book and read and say, this is where I stand. I'm not going to stand on the platform of the world and, and try to try to battle you know, these social issues from, from that standpoint, no, I'm going to, I'm going to pick up the word of God. And it's like, this is what the Lord of the Lord has to say. You know, I come to you in the name of the Lord. And and that's the way that we should approach these different issues. So, so, so yeah, I, again, the, the way that it's been defined, the social justice has been defined, no place in the pulpit. Um, justice belongs in the pulpit. Truth belongs in the pulpit. The gospel belongs in the pulpit. Um, and that's what we need to be, be focused on. Let the church say, amen. <laughs> Lord, that right there, I would have to. That's gonna be on, that that little portion right there is gonna be on repeat for a while for me, right there, man. I appreciate that. Uh, I don't even want to ask Matt if you want to add to that, but you're more than welcome to. You, you're shaking your head like you don't want to add to that at all. No, George, George nailed it. If it's in the Bible, we preach it. If it's not, we 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 leave it alone, right? Uh, and yeah. Murder is is clear. Racism mm-hmm. is clear, right? Um, the reality of injustice, I, I'll say it on Sunday, I've said it many times. That was one of the main 
reasons why Israel was so judged by God was injustice. Most people miss that. Most people mm -hmm. think it was just idolatry. No, it was injustice. How many yeah. times does he talk about the orphan, the widow, yeah. uh, and he talks about the unjust weights, right? How many times does he talk about that or, or the wealthy and the poor, right? Even James talks about that in the New Testament church and how the Judaism in Christianity was bleeding over and the, 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 the church was letting the, the, the rich Jews come up and take the front seats and, and putting, I mean, so the Lord, the Lord is clear. He hates, he hates injustice. And so should we, but we should stick with the injustice that he hates, that he talks about and not add to it our flavor. Cause one of the issues that, that George was hitting on is we can't bring justice, right? I mean, even, even the government, which is a tool, which is, which is a, a, a design by God to bring justice in a social setting. That's God's design, right? But even like Romans, uh, Romans 14, 13, and 1 Peter 2 is clear that they bear the wrath of God, right? Mm -hmm. So it's actually God who's bringing the justice, not, not the government. And that's where we need to honor and trust the government, even when we may not agree with them. And oftentimes we don't. We have to trust the Lord because the Lord has put them there. And that's why I think First Peter is so helpful because in First Peter, these people were being persecuted uh, un unjustly. And yet in that text, he says, honor Nero, honor the emperor. Mm -hmm. And I love it. I, I, was, I was thinking of it when George was talking. Listen, going back to doing justly, which I thought was so, so pertinent. Listen to what he says. Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution. No conditions there, right? Every human institution, whether it be the emperor, which was Nero, as supreme, or to, a, or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. Now watch this. Here's the reason. Verse 15. For this is the will of God, that by doing good, you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. I think that lays it out, yeah. right? That we should uh, submit, should follow to the best of our ability, unless they ask us to go against God, we should submit and follow for this reason, to put to silence the ignorance that just permeates this discussion, right? And uh, I, I just think, I'm just so thankful for how clear the Word of God is Man, on some yeah. of these issues, right? And uh, that's a passage that doesn't get referenced enough when we come to this right. even with the, like the coronavirus and and uh, how frustrated all of us were with some of the laws and regulations that came down but how many foolish pastors started talking about revolting and the ignorance right yeah the ignorance versus just submitting to them mm -hmm. and putting to silence that nonsense mm. man yeah we we've completely forgotten about the coronavirus because <laughs> all the other yeah. stuff that's been happening here and, uh, uh maybe it's not that big of a deal just saying uh yeah that's that's a very good <laughs> just, point just yeah. i told i told amy tonight at dinner my wife i said uh if in two weeks we don't have a massive breakout of coronavirus across the nation with yeah. all that we're watching going on everyone will know that this has been overblown yeah yeah right? There Everyone was, will throw away their masks. <laughs> there, there was this thing where uh, the um, the guy, it, there was this huge uh, uh, party, beach party, and it was like um, one person 
out of thousands of people at this party came down with coronavirus, but it made news like, oh, my goodness, this huge party had happened and one person came down with the coronavirus. It's like, why is that even news? Like, who cares? Yeah, yeah. it's well, one of the things George brought up that 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 needs to be touched on is the fact that only God can bring justice. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the issues no matter which side you're on, whether you're on Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, whatever, whatever side you're on, <laughs> for some reason, humility gets thrown out the window, yeah. right? And pride is the virtue of the day. Mm -hmm. And everybody thinks they have the complete understanding of the situation and the authority to bring justice. That's why Romans 12 is clear. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Mm -hmm. And and I remember, buddy, you, I don't know if you were at Belcroft when I preached through um, when I preached uh, through um, Nahum, and which is all about justice and vengeance, right? Un unfortunately, and, I had not. Uh, my yeah, eyes had and not that reality yet. about how vengeance is not bad, right? Vengeance yeah. is nothing more than the than the desire for justice. Mm -hmm. That's what vengeance ultimately is. We often we often stigmatize vengeance as a as a negative bad thing, and it could be right. But God is a God of vengeance. I mean, it's one of his attributes, mm -hmm. right? It's one of his manifestations. And, and his vengeance is the fleshing out of his justice, right? And, uh, but God, only God can do that. Right. Only God can bring perfect vengeance and perfect justice. But when we have this conversation, like, like George was saying, we feel like we have the right understanding to bring that to society. And I'll be the first to say, I don't have that. That's why I'm, it's, my thoughts don't matter. I'm going to go to the only one who does God's word. And if yeah. we follow this, we'll have justice. Yeah. Ultimately in the end. Yeah. Well, uh, this has been uh, extremely educational for me. I thought I knew a lot about this stuff, but uh, the best way to figure out w whether you're wise or not is to uh, know that you don't know everything. And, but I appreciate you all double discipling me today through these uh things to help me think biblically instead of hey, you're not you're not gonna thinking. let george go you're not gonna let george go so fast what do you mean so i, I got another question I, I want i want george to help us about oh, oh, this matter okay well go ahead I, hey. good good all right george speak to the issue because we we spoke generally about the whole community issue but speak to the issue of the church right because this is my biggest concern the vision in the church, especially as it pertains to the to the reality of the place of government, which is a real thing and a blessing from the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. And the place of people being involved in that, Christians and non-Christians alike. So there is a place for people to uh, seek justice and even be a part of that in as as lawmakers and whatnot, judges and so on. And yet at the same time, the church the church being distracted by that, right? So there's that reality in which the government is good and, and we are thankful for it. And there's a place for believers to be involved in that. And yet, is it a both and? Is it a one above the other? Are they both equal, right? That's where I think the argument in the church often gets lost, where we either deny one and say, well, it's only this, or we elevate the one above the other, or we get them elevated wrong. And there's a, I think, there's a correct way to see that, but I just think you, your insight would be helpful to speak to that. Cause I think, I know for our church, that's a, that's a confusing issue that people get lost in, right? People are excited about politics and we have people that work at the Capitol. We got people who have, you know, work for senators, people who work in DC, people who, 
who are excited about that and I'm thankful for them, but that becomes, you know, almost the mission of the church and to speak even to not speak about that is almost like you're, you're, you're uh, committing the 11th commandment. So bring some clarity, bring some clarity there. Yeah. So I'd say that um, uh, ultimately, like, like you even mentioned that, uh, that vengeance belongs to the Lord, that, uh, uh, that, that the, the only time that we're going to see uh, government the way that it should be is when Christ comes to destroy all governments. Like that's, that's when, that's when we'll see government the way that it should be. You know, Daniel chapter two uh, speaks about uh, all the different uh, series of, of nations <laughs> and kingdoms, you know, that are going to come and, you know, it talks about the, the head of gold and, you know, the chest of silver or whatever else and kind of works its way down to the, mm-hmm. the feet of, you know, clay and, 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 and bronze or, or uh, iron or whatever it was mixed yeah. with uh, clay and iron. And uh, then it talks about this this stone that was uncut that came down and crushed, you yes. know, all the, the, the statues, which represents all the uh, nations of the world. Yeah, that is when we'll see government the way that it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, as Christians, uh, what our responsibility is, is is first of all to recognize. And Jesus said this in um uh, in the in the Gospel of John that um you know my kingdom is not of this world. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, when he's uh, uh, talking to Pilate, you know, my, my kingdom is, is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight for it. You know, <laughs> my, my kingdom is not of this world. And the, the kingdom that, that's to come, which is the kingdom that we're praying for, you know, in, um, in, uh, in, in Matthew chapter, uh, you know, six, the, uh, the, the prayer that we're to pray, you know, uh, uh, that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. You know, uh, um, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy what? Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. What yeah. we're praying for and what we're desiring as believers is that kingdom which is to come hmm. uh so so that is the ultimate answer you know when christ comes back when he reigns over the earth uh when he brings justice and and you know it flows like a mighty river you know what i mean like that's that's what we long for you know so uh you know uh, uh philippians chapter three says that uh that our citizenship is where it's in it's in heaven yeah from which we eagerly wait for a savior to return mm-hmm. jesus christ the lord so like our attention should be drawn upward looking toward the king who is to come and looking forward to his rule and reign upon uh, this earth, which as a, as those who have a, a, a premillennial um, uh, uh, understanding of, of scripture, like that's something that I'm excited about. Like we're, we're going to see this world one day totally under the submission and rule of Jesus Christ. Like that is a day that we long for. Like the world is not always going to be like it is. Um, yes, it was, you know, subjected to, you know, uh, the corruption, utility, and, you know, ever since the, uh, uh, the, the, the curse, you know, that was placed on, you know, mankind and the, the world, like we've been groaning under this for as long as we've been here, you know, since Adam and Eve, but there's coming a time when that is going to be released and we'll finally see this world under the government of Jesus Christ. Uh, so that is what we long for as believers. Now that is not to say that, um, uh, there is not a place for government, uh, yeah. that there's not a place for people to be active in the political process. Um, you know, the scriptures are filled with, uh, you know, kings who were good and righteous and were honored for that. They were blessed by that. I mean, we think about the, the greatest king of Israel, David. It's like he was a man under God's authority who, who ruled, you know, under God's authority. Of course, not perfectly, which showed that there was one who was to come right. who yeah. would reign perfectly. But but yeah, the, the, the Bible doesn't... Uh, uh, try to draw this kind of dichotomy and say like, you know, it's like either one or the other, you know, either you're looking for the kingdom to come or you might be involved in something else, but you can't be, be both, you know, you can't be involved in the politics and look for the, the kingdom to come. 
it's like like no we, we exist you know kind of like with one foot in both worlds you know in a sense that like my my longing is for that kingdom which is to come and i understand that i can't bring that hmm. that, that 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 kingdom that's to come i can't do that i'm to, to to as much as i can i'm to you know to kind of promote you know those uh like, like justice i love justice i want to see justice i want to see laws of justice if i can you know work towards that you know as a as an act of love you know to help my fellow man is you know blessing my neighbor you know god's common good you know he allows the the rain to fall on the just and the unjust the sun to shine on the just and the unjust as much as i can can kind of promote that like yes i want to i want to see that but uh but i'm not going to bring that that kingdom uh to come so like what we do and and i think this is this is just helpful uh i think sometimes when people talk about kingdom work you know, they, they think it's like, you know, I can dig a well and I can, you know, promote policies and I can do all these things. That's kingdom work. I'm doing kingdom work. Now, now that's good work. Okay. It's not kingdom work. Not in, not in that sense. You know, you're not bringing, I'm not bringing in the kingdom because of what I'm doing. Like Christ brings the kingdom and I'm looking forward to that kingdom, but it's not like I'm doing, you know, all these things and kind of like building the kingdom with, you know, the, the, the tools that I can pick up and kind of work it together. That's 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 not what I'm doing. I'm I'm and the, the kingdom work that we we should be about is introducing people to the king. Like that's that's the primary way that we we build the kingdom in that sense that we're introducing people to the king, that we're seeing them ushered into fellowship with him, that we're seeing people grown up in, in Christ, you know, to honor you know their head and their master, Jesus Christ. Like that is the kind of kingdom work uh, that we should be about. Not to say that we're not involved in other things and good works. Uh, which kind of provides a platform from which we speak about our king, you know, like I, 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 I live this way in society because I am exalting my head in my master, my king, Jesus Christ, like, like what I do reflects him, you know, and his rule over my life, like that's what I should be about. Uh, so in whatever sphere, you know, you're in, whether it's politics, whether you're a, a banker, whether you're a car mechanic, you know, whatever you're doing, like you do that to the best of your ability so that you honor your king jesus christ but it's it's not that you know i think that somehow like my efforts are going to bring this kingdom in and i'm going to establish it right here through the work that i'm doing it's like no that's that's a separate thing when christ comes back all the kingdoms of this world will be demolished and he will rule and reign alone and that's 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 the the blessing of uh you know just uh, you know of being a believer uh that we look forward to that kingdom which is which is to come He's going to bring it. Christ is going to bring it. Amen. What does Genesis 49 say? He's going to rule with a, a an iron scepter, man, which speaks yeah, of justice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? you know? No, it's good. I, I think I, I love uh, I, I love your answer. I was laughing because Amy asked me that question earlier and I almost gave her the same answer. That's why I was laughing because it was like the same the same uh, reality. I love how we we're, we're going off the same script, right? I, we're I love it. The same book that happens so so much, and it's so encouraging to me. So, so I just I'm so thankful for our, our just God. Yeah, I think I think um, one of the issues that gets clouded and where the church often gets distracted is when the church tries to take on politics and government or social issues as its mission rather mm. than the gospel, mm, rather yeah. than people. Right. When it, and, and literally it's, I, I think it's oftentimes as simple as it, is the church to be about people or is it to be about policy? Government and social issues are really about policy. They really are. And policy is good and policy helps community and society. But the church isn't about policy. The church is exactly what you said. 
kingdom work is always people work evangelism yeah. discipleship counseling yeah. that's it and and social work is generally policy and policy is good and helpful for the temporal but that's where i think individuals get involved in policy but the church is focused on Amen. the people right and that's Amen. keeping that i think clear is helpful yeah as an individual we live in a community we live under a government then we should we should do all we can to make that community honor god right as as what does paul say as much as is possible live peaceably with all men right which mm-hmm. in which means as much as we can get involved but as yeah. the church man we are committed to the gospel and and, and, and just getting back to a, a question that buddy asked earlier about the the social gospel like that's where that's that's where it begins you know when when a church starts taking on policy that's it people Mm, that's 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 where the social gospel takes off and takes over over a church and now the emphasis and the mission of the church has been substituted it has now it's no longer about saving souls it's about you know restructuring government and yes yes yeah (laughs) so 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 really when when those two things get confused when the mission is no longer about saving souls, like I like I, I started out with, George Floyd has an eternal soul. Yep. The the police officer, like you mentioned, has an eternal soul. Those protesters who are out there right now, they have eternal souls. People. And if, if I'm out there, you know, and I'm rubbing up with them and like, oh, we want we want justice, we want justice, we want, and like that's just like what they're hearing from me. As, as if it's like, that is my mission, you know, for them. I just want to see you be treated well. I just want to see, you know, the society change. I just want to see these laws enacted. Now, am I, I've, I've really substituted what my primary mission is for them because it's not just about seeing your life become better here on earth. It's about seeing you connected to your creator. And, and that's what people are missing. Like the yeah. mission of the church is not just about, let me make your life here on earth as good as it can possibly be. It's like, you know, that, that old illustration of like, you know, polishing the brass on the Titanic. It's going down. Yeah. Like my mission is about like, hey, there's a lifeboat out here. There's a raft. Follow me. <laughs> like, like I can get you off of this thing. It's it's going down. It yep. is going down. Like, so follow me to to, to, to to life like that. That should be what the church is about, like with all the noise going on right now. And, and like I said, it's not to say that we're we're not concerned about, you know, these other issues and, and concerned about in, injustice. But uh, when the church just kind of links arms with unbelievers and we're all kind of like going in the same direction and, and I'm not saying, hold, hold on a minute here. Like there's something else that I need to, you want to talk about justice? Let me, can, can we talk about justice? Mm. You know, let me talk about the God of justice. And mm-hmm. my desire for you is that, that you would be saved. Yep. So, so thinking about the souls of these people, I, I, I think that, that sometimes the, the, the church and, you know, people who kind of jump on the bandwagon, it's like, 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 are, are you are you really thinking biblically about these things anymore? Like, do you, yeah. do you recognize that you can make life as good as you want here, but we're all still going to face judgment? It's pointed unto men once to die, and after death comes the judgment. There's a judgment to come. And if the world is not hearing that, that from us, who are they going to hear it from? Exactly. Who are they going to hear it from? Only the church. It's, it's got to be the church. We, we've got to be the ones that are standing up and saying, like, I've got a different sign that I want to, I got a different sign I want to show you guys, you know, yeah. in the midst the of everything else going on. I've got something else. The that government's I want to talk job about. is bring justice, right? And the church's job is to preach judgment, right? That's it. And, and otherwise, we, we totally, like you said, we supplant or we subvert or we switch 
So we, 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 we passionately speak about temporal justice while we mm. prepare them for eternal judgment. Like, what good is that? Mm. Yeah. What good is temporal justice if you're going to burn in hell forever? It doesn't yeah. matter, right? Yeah, I, I wanted to this, say, say this, this one thing. I was thinking about this uh, earlier. Like, when you watch that, uh, that video, you know, and, and you see, you know, the officer with his knee on the neck of, of George Floyd and he's gasping for air and asking for mercy and the people around him asking for mercy for, for the guy. Like the, the question I had is like, like, which, which one of these people here do I most identify with? Mm -hmm. Which, which, which person there do you most identify with? Do you, do you identify yourself with the people who are like, you know, asking for, for justice around them? You identify yourself most with the victim, you know, who's under the, the knee of, of the officer, or do you look at that officer and say, you know what, if it wasn't for the grace of God, amen, that would be me. Yep. And anger, like murder starts in the heart before it ever comes out in your actions. Murder, murder starts in the heart. And I was thinking about this in a Matthew chapter five, 21, uh, it says, you've heard it, heard that the ancients were told and you know, the context, this is Jesus in the sermon on the Mount. You've heard that the ancients were told you shall not commit murder. Whoever commits murder, the court. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother shall be guilty before the court. And whoever says to his brother, you good for nothing, shall be guilty before the Supreme Court. And whoever says you fool shall be guilty enough to go into the fiery hell. And if, if people never hold up the mirror and look at themselves, they're going to identify themselves with, no, I'm the victim. No, I'm the, the person that's championing justice. No, no, you are the, the angry officer with his knee on the neck of George Floyd. That's that's who you are, because it starts in the heart. And, and that brings us to the gospel, because now you need a solution. And it's not going to be provided by, you know, picketing, you know, downtown. That's not where your solution is going to be found. Your solution is going to be found at the cross, because Christ died for your sin. Yep. Christ died for your murder of the heart. And if you would come to him, if you would recognize your sin before a holy and a righteous God who sees what's going on in your heart right now. If, if you would turn to him, you can be forgiven. You can be, you can, you can receive the uh, uh, inheritance of an, an eternal fellowship with him and with the people of God. Like, like you, you need your sins to be forgiven. You need to be reconciled to your creator. And unless you see yourself in the face of that officer right there, you're never going to understand the gospel. You're, you're going to see yourself as the victim. I'm the one who's championing justice. You know, I'm not that officer. That's not me. When that same anger is yep. boiling up in your heart against yep. other people, like that same anger is in your heart, but but you don't identify yourself with that guy. No, I'm I'm, I'm the guy preaching justice. I'm I'm the guy who's the victim. No, no, you are you are the perpetrator. You you are you are the angry man. Amen. And you need you need forgiveness. You need Jesus Christ. You need yeah. the righteousness that only He can provide. Like that's that's where you need to see yourself. So that's uh, that's that's one of my uh, first points in my sermon on Sunday <laughs> in First Peter five when he says humble yourself. Yeah. I mean that's exactly what you're talking about. Have, having a right understanding where you humble yourself and stop speaking so proudfully, and that's mm -hmm. what we do, man. That's exactly what we need. That brokenness when mm -hmm. we recognize were it not for God's grace, one of the greatest. I think one of the greatest provisions of God's common grace is that we don't have the opportunities that we could, because if we did, we would sin more, right? Mm -hmm. If we all had authority like that police officer, how yeah. many more killings 
Yeah. But because we because we don't have that authority and therefore don't have that opportunity, we don't do it. But we look at ourselves and say, well, I would never do that. I'm like, you don't have the opportunity. It's like yeah. having a massive wealth and saying, well, I would never live. If I had all that wealth, I'd give it all to the church. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. there's a reason why you don't have it. Right, <laughs> you know? right. Exactly. Wow. You know, it's and so one of God's common grace is that he holds us back and he puts us as Acts 17 in our places of living. So that uh, he he and his grace keeps us because had if we had that opportunity we would abuse it as well apart from Amen. sovereign Amen. salvation. So no, that's good, brother. That's this has been this has been so encouraging. So oh, encouraging, God. Yeah, it's it's been been a joy to be with you guys for sure. Yeah, yeah. I just learned to be quiet and just listen for my name because y'all just going at it. It's like I'm watching a tennis match and I'm just. <laughs> This is Wimbledon. I just sit and watch. Yeah, and this is listen. what happens when we get together. This, yeah, this, this is what it's like. I, we need to we need to schedule this once a month right here. This is so good. I'm just sitting there just listening. I, I don't have anything to add to the conversation, and I'm not, I'm not going to. I'm just going to say this is the Truth Talks podcast. And usually I would say after that, hey, uh, here's the gospel of Jesus Christ. But it has been explained very thoroughly uh, there in the end when George was talking. So I you, you back it up and listen to it again because that is truly the gospel of jesus christ right there and if anything if you haven't learned anything in this whole thing that is the ultimate solution to the problems that we're seeing and i love the uh, analogy of the polishing the brass on the titanic um and matt i want to remind you of a, a thing you shared with us a few weeks ago when uh, 9-11 happened and uh, you were thinking, you know, but the grace of God, you would have been one of those terrorists. And that yeah. is stuck with me. Uh, and, you know, George, you just gave the same type of analogy. So those types of things, that's 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 what sticks with me, those analogies. But it really brings me back to the truth of Scripture uh, that and that that first first Peter five, humble yourself. So. Uh, anything you all want to add or uh, I, I, like I said, George, I was going to ask you to do the the the, uh, the gospel for us, but you already did. So not unless you wanted to do it again or add something is completely up to you. Uh, I'll just I'll, I'll just be brief. Uh, there is a God, uh, whether you want to recognize him or not, uh, does not matter. God is God. Uh, he's your creator uh, and you have a responsibility uh, to your creator. Uh, we've all been made in the image of God, as I've said before. That's why your life has value. Uh, it's because of uh, your connection uh, to God. You've been made in his image. You've been made by him. Uh, your life didn't come from yourself. It's he who has made you and not you yourself. Uh, because we've been made in the image of God, we've been made to uh, to honor him, uh, to please him, to serve him, to obey him. And uh, the truth is, is that we don't. Uh, all of us have sinned, fallen short in the sight of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. Uh, because of our sin, we deserve punishment. Uh, the Bible lets us know that the wages of sin is death. Uh, that death is uh, really talking about an eternal death, eternal separation, eternal judgment, because it's contrasted with eternal life. Uh, the wages of sin is death and eternal death, uh, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And uh, the way to enter into a relationship with, uh, with Jesus Christ is by acknowledging your sinfulness, uh, by recognizing that Jesus Christ uh, was the one who paid the penalty for you. He lived the life that you couldn't live, first of all, and then he died the death that you deserved. Second uh, Corinthians uh, 5.21 says, he made him, speaking about God, made Jesus Christ, who knew no sin, to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. You need perfect, absolute righteousness to present yourself before God. And like we mentioned earlier, you don't have it. You don't, you don't have perfect righteousness to present before God. All of us have been angry 
All of us have had that seed of murder in our hearts. All of us metaphorically have had our, our knee on the neck of somebody that, that we despised. And we deserve eternal judgment for that. Mm. We deserve eternal judgment. But God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, to take upon himself the penalty for our sins so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, Romans 10, 9, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, the Bible says that you will be saved. So uh, salvation is through uh, grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, by grace alone, faith alone, in Christ alone. Uh, it's only through Jesus Christ that we can uh, find salvation and forgiveness of sins. It's because of his righteousness that we can be presented before God, not because of ourselves. Uh, so the solution for us is to turn from our, our wretchedness, our sin, uh, to turn from uh, wanting to be in control of our own lives. It's, you know, I'm the king of, of my own castle. I'm the king of my own life. Uh, no, there's a king who's coming, and, and that's, the, that's the true king. And uh, you need to submit yourself to the true king who is to come, the, one, the, the only one who's going to have a perfect uh, government uh, when, he, when he comes back. And uh, the Bible lets us know that fire goes all around and burns up his, his adversaries. Those who reject him uh, will be rejected by him. Uh, so it's for us to, to humble ourselves, recognize that uh, we're in need of a savior, in desperate need of a savior, and to run to Jesus Christ, uh, who provides the solution in his righteous life and the death that he paid on the cross by suffering himself for the sins that we've committed against him. Your anger, your rebellion, your adultery, your, your, your life of uh, living with, with idols instead of the true and living God, all your sins can be paid for because of Jesus Christ. So all who will believe on Jesus Christ, their sins are completely wiped away, done away with, and we're given in its place. Instead of God seeing us in our sin, we're given the absolute righteousness of Jesus Christ and we're received by him. Uh, so, uh, so that's that's the gospel. Turn turn from your sins, trust in Jesus Christ, and uh, he'll give you eternal life. Amen. Thank you, uh, Pastor Pastor High Melanin. I appreciate that. There you go. This there is, you uh, go. This has been a great time with you two. I appreciate it. Once again, this is uh, Pastor. Uh, I'm, we're speaking to uh, myself and Pastor Matt White from Bellcroft Bible Church. Uh, BBC South is what we like to call it. We're speaking to uh, Pastor George Lawson from the Bellcroft, I'm sorry, ooh, Baltimore Bible Church, uh, BBC North. Uh, you can find his website at uh, baltimorebiblechurch.org. I would highly recommend you do that and uh, click on the link that says No Justice, No Peace, and also the He Bled for, Di he Bled for Baltimore. Uh, it's a PDF to read through. I highly recommend those. You can also find the services that are recorded there as well. And I'll also say on the gospel page, if you go to the gospel page, mm -hmm. um, uh, there's a tab at the top of our website. If you go to the gospel, uh, that um, uh, PDF that you mentioned, the No Justice, No Peace, mm -hmm. uh, there's actually a video uh, that we did right. along with that. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, uh, they did a great job with the video, just kind of walking people through the, the track. But um, but yeah, you can you can find that there. But uh, thanks again for, for having me. Uh, proud to be connected to you guys, BBC uh, North and uh, mm -hmm. uh in close fellowship with our, our, our brothers at BBC South. So we're, we're very grateful uh, to be identified with our brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. So I uh, love you guys. And, uh, and thanks for the conversation. It was fun. Amen. I highly recommend getting on uh, Baltimore Bible Church's website and downloading, listening to George's sermons. He's one of my favorite uh, preachers to listen to and uh, uh, never listen to a sermon by George where I'm not edified, encouraged and convicted all at the same time. So Highly recommend it for those of our people who are listening or others who uh, who follow us. Uh, highly recommend it. You'll be blessed and and nurtured in your walk with the Lord. Awesome. Yeah. 
<laughs> this thank is the you. what were you saying? I was just saying thank you. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah. Well, this has been the Truth Talks uh podcast and uh we appreciate you all listening please uh like subscribe and leave a comment as well you can reach us at the truth talks podcast at gmail.com or visit our website bellcroftbiblechurch.org thank you all for tuning in take care thanks for tuning in to this please subscribe to the podcast and leave a comment if you have a question, please send them to the Truth Talks Podcast at gmail.com. Visit our Instagram and Twitter at the Truth Talks Podcast. And visit our website at bellcroftbiblechurch.org. Delighting in the word that we might walk in the truth. A ministry of Bellcroft Bible Church.